women have a unique role in creation. Women are the nurturers, the birth givers, the more spiritual of the genders. And Torah teaches that women have a special status. Join Mashi Lipska for the next hour as she expounds the Torah wisdom specific to women. Only on 101.9 High FM. Shabbos, so wonderful to be here and to spend some time reflecting on the week, preparing for Shabbos, and looking forward to what lies ahead. This is a very special Shabbos. This Shabbos is a triple header, at least. What makes it so special? Firstly, we're coming to the end of the month of Tammuz, and next week on Wednesday will be Rosh Chodesh Menachem of. Menachem Av, of course, is the month that has Tisha B'Av in it. We are in the three weeks of mourning for the Holy Temple. Amazing. It happened so many thousands of years ago. But for us, it's like it's happening right now. And so it should be. For we are royal. We are part of an incredible, incredible partnership with Hashem to bring his hopes and dreams into this world. And as long as that has not been realized, we're journeying. As we approach the month of Menachem Av, we reflect not only on the tragedies that took place, but on the great hope of the future, where we are told that all the fast days that have to do with the destruction of the temple, <coughs> will in the future become Yontif, days of incredible, incredible rejoicing. And we live with that hope, but we don't just live with it. We try and use these days to do something about it. The temple was destroyed because of causeless hate, unwarranted hate lack of unity. And the Rebbe points out over and over again that the antidote, how are we going to bring things back into balance, is with unconditional love. But to give unconditional love, we are so limited, we're so selfish, we're so self-centered. But there are ways. And one of the ways is just do it. We get trapped in this idea, which is just an idea, has no basis in reality, that we cannot do something. And in truth, if it weren't a challenge for us, we actually would have no part in it. But when God challenges us with something good, the truth is he's already implanted in us the ability to overcome the challenge, and the challenge is an illusion. It's a choice, but it's an illusion because goodness and kindness is reality, and our essence, our soul, is goodness. Our essence wants to live on that spiritual plane. But how do we get there? So let's look at this week for a moment, 
We're approaching the Shabbos in which we're going to bless the month of Menachem Av, the saddest day of the year. Tisha B'Av, the ninth above, we're not one but both of God's magnificent sanctuaries went up in flames. But in the very, very destruction, there lies the ability to find the answer to rebuilding. And we're told that when Mashiach comes, Tisha B'Av will be the happiest day of the year. <coughs> Already, it's in potential. And as we bless that month tomorrow, we know that we hold the future in our hands. In fact, the month of Av can be a parable for our lives. The things that look darkness, darkest, contain the potential for the greatest light. So as we bless Shabbos tomorrow, as we bless the new month of Menachem Av, let's remember we're partners with Hashem. The month of Av has two parts. Av means father. Menachem means comfort. It is in our hands to bring comfort, not only to ourselves and our families, not only to our environment and by extension to the world, but God is waiting to be comforted. And we need to explore what brings God comfort, what makes Hashem happy. The other amazing thing that's going to happen this Shabbos is that we finish the fourth book of the Torah, the book of Bamidbar. And always when we finish one of the five books, it's called Shabbos Chazak, Shabbos of strength. A Shabbos in which we call out, be strong, be strong, and let us strengthen one another. Or let us be strengthened. This is a Shabbos of hope. Again, in the great darkness, there's the greatest hope. Because we are on a journey. And until we get to the destination, we are not there yet. The good news is that all the cumulative good, all the good that's been done by the greats, by the humble, by the sincere, by the great minds, as well as by the devoted servants of God, what God likes most of all is sincerity. For compared to him, what are we? But sincerity, kindness, that is of the greatest value to Hashem. <coughs> so it's a time to strengthen our resolutions, to do things in a godly way, in a spiritual way, in a way that will benefit us, our families, and the entire world in an ongoing permanent way. So we're going to bless that special month in which great potential for joy lies. We're going to strengthen ourselves because we're ending one of the four books, five books, the fourth book. But it's also a double Parsha. We're finishing with the last two Parshas of the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers. That book, a remarkable book, speaks about the 40 years of journeying in the desert. And in truth, 
How many journeys were there? There were 42 journeys. And the second parsha we read actually lists them. They have names. Each and every one in their names is a deep lesson for us as to the pitfalls, the setbacks, the tremendous achievements that constitute life. And the Baal Shem Tov, the Holy Baal Shem Tov explained that each one of us has in our lives four to two journeys. Each and every one of us goes through 42 journeys, Membez Masa'ois, in his lifetime. That's not necessarily over time, but it has to do with our own spiritual development, mental development, attitude, emotions. Very often, there are physical journeys. But this is a time to focus on journeying. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And that word care is a very operative word right now, more than ever. We need to care. But caring can't just be a mental exercise, a good intention. It has to be about action. It has to be about journeying to the next level. Particularly in this partial, we need to ask ourselves, what's keeping me stuck? Which things do I just feel stuck? I feel restricted. I feel tied down with. And this is a time where, with introspection, prayer, and action, we can break free. Because this Parsha, the Parsha of journeying, refers to us in a very, very personal way. The Baal Shem Tov explains that we're journeying all the time from the moment of birth. The Torah begins this week, and these are the journeys with which the Jewish people left Egypt. And the obvious question is, wait a minute, it takes one journey to get out of Egypt. You leave Egypt. You cross the border. You're now out of Egypt. How is it that it took the people 42 journeys to reach the promised land? And what is the promised land? Because an amazing insight that Hasidus gives is that when we free ourselves from one restriction, and the best example is growing up. When we're born, we are freed of the confines of the womb. We still have a lot of growing to do. We need to free ourselves from the confines of inability to stand, inability to sit, stand, walk, (coughs) physical restrictions, inability to speak, inability to comprehend, mental growth, inability to feel for each other. A baby is selfish. Baby needs to grow physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, 
Well, there are two types of spiritual. We are spiritual by virtue of our soul. But when we come down to this world, we are given the opportunity to choose to journey or to remain stuck. Many of us did go to Hebrew school. We can hardly remember what we studied there, but that's where our growth in Torah study finished. Many of us do mitzvahs, but we do them because our parents did them. How much more empowering, inspiring, joyful would it be to understand more about the mitzvahs? I'll give you an example. We mentioned that every person has 42 journeys. I was enthralled to discover that the first section of Shema from the Ohavta to Uvisharecha has 42 words. And if we examine them, it begins with the word, and you shall love. That's the beginning. And ultimately, Uvisharecha, and at your gates. One can turn this in so many ways and look at every word and every mitzvah in that first paragraph. They are gateways to the promised land. Till we come to the gate, till we come to the threshold of the future and are about to enter. 42 journeys. The journey of love. Loving Hashem with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Teaching, transmitting, repeating these things to our children at every opportunity. When we sit at home, when we journey on the way, when we lie down and when we get up. That our entire life is one of teaching, whether we do it by word or example. To be concerned with the other, whether it is our biological children or our spiritual children. In other words, anyone that God brings our way, it's for the opportunity to share, to teach, to impart. Even something small, which incredibly, in the way we as human beings work, brings closeness, interaction, connection. And we have the power to uplift others, to console others, no matter who we are, and carrying on on those journeys, tie them as a sign on your hand, the tefillin, the connection, the tefillin that contains portions of the, of the chaira, the mezuzah, and you shall write them on your doorposts. All these mitzvahs, from love to being willing to give anything for Hashem, growing with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your wealth, teaching our children of this love, teaching them the Torah, and never being satisfied, repeating and repeating, to fill in being tied to God and being dignified in the eyes of man. For tefillin is like a crown to show who a Jew is. Writing them on our doorposts, Jewish pride, 
I'm not afraid. God has commanded me to do this, and I do it with pride. These are steps in a journey, and they incorporate our entire life. (coughs) A life of love, a life of study, a life of prayer, a life of Tyra, a life of teaching, a life of connection, a life of Jewish pride. 42 words from Ve'ahavta to Uvisharecha. 42 wonderful things that bring us closer and closer until eventually we are at the threshold, about to cross the Jordan into the promised land. So from the time that we're born, we grow. From the confines of the womb, we continue to evolve. And we need to make good choices. This is a wonderful world. This is a world where we can experience Hashem through nature. But that's a given. And then we need to experience Hashem through choice. Through working hard. Through journeying, journeying, journeying. And the amazing thing is that the Torah tells us here, these are the journeys with which the Jewish people left Egypt. But as mentioned before, surely with one journey they left Egypt. But the word Egypt, you know, Hebrew, the holy tongue, is so magnificent that one word can actually be giving us many, many messages. And the word Mitzrayim in Hebrew, carefully chosen to mean Egypt, is actually the word for restriction, limitation. What are our limitations? Each one of us has different ones. From within, we have our limitations, our personalities, our natures, our upbringing. But all of those are predestined, tailor-made for the mission that we have in life. And then there are outside issues. There are things on the external, financial, and relationships, and all kinds of things that seem to be beyond our control. What do we need to do? We need to understand that all the journeys of life will be from one limited situation to the next stop. But the next stop is going to present new challenges. We aren't there yet. Because it isn't about distance that we're covering. It is about refining and honing every aspect of self. And that takes many journeys. In addition, the idea is that once we've overcome something, we haven't arrived We actually have grown, and now we see how much more we need to journey. It's wonderful to change, but as long as we're alive, we have to keep changing. And so compared to the place that we were, yes, we've grown. We've left Egypt, but now we see a new Egypt, a new limitation, and that's the story of life. We are foot soldiers. We finish one battle, 
We have to go into the next battle. That's how God made us. And as we journey along, what are some of the things that can give us perspective? So there's something very, very beautiful that gives us a certain perspective. We are journeying. And the journey means that we're going somewhere. The beautiful thing is all of these things are part of one journey. They may be broken up into different stops, but we are all, or we should feel that our life is one cohesive journey. We're not fragmented. Yes, there may be different stops. We might have different challenges. But the truth is that each thing that happens to us in our life is part of the theme. And that gives us a tremendous, tremendous amount of security. And even when things are rough, that's been predestined as a certain stop on the journey for which we already have the ability within ourselves. We were slaves in Egypt. We left Egypt. That led to the birth of a nation. Nevertheless, we are still journeying. And we have our highs and our lows. <clears throat> we've been in countries where we've had golden ages and countries where we've been persecuted and destroyed and expelled. It's all on the way to the promised land. But when the Jewish people arrived at the promised land, it was called the land of Canaan. Canaan can mean a traitor. But it was a godless land, a god of a, a land of idol worship and corruption. But it was called the promised land. Why promise? Because Hashem, God, promised to give it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. A land that had tremendous, tremendous potential. But the potential had to be revealed. How does one reveal the potential in something? You have to go into it, examine it live it, understand it, work with it. And that is what was required. An extraordinary stretch, as it were. We here now are trying to get somewhere. We don't yet know how long this particular journey will take. In truth, it's another stop in the 42 journeys that our nation has undergone since the temple was destroyed. For most, it's a time of change. Fear, discomfort, helplessness, uncertainty. And for other people, it's all of that and never much, much more. Many people are facing the deep, painful reality of loss of changes that hurt, that break one beyond words. We need to know that we can 
make the situation better step by step. We don't know yet when it's going to be over, but we must take steps. We must know that everything is from Hashem. As it says in Psalm 121, the guardian of Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. Hashem Shemrecha, God is your guard. Hashem Yishmar Seischa Uvayecha, God is with us on all our journeys. Hashem Yishmarcha Bechol Drachecha, God watches us in all our paths, all our roads, all our journeys. Hashem is with us on this journey as much as on any journey. And partnership with Hashem brings us to the promised land. Even in the dangerous wilderness, God provided leadership. He provided clouds of protection, a fire to light up the night, He provided food. He provided water. He provided. He always provides. But these are times of change and therefore fear. We have a wobble. And then we remember. How do we become aware of Hashem? Well, when we speak of the word for road or journey, it gives us a clue. The word for a road, a path, is derech. Derech is the way. We're on the way. (coughs) So God guards us on all our ways. But it goes back to that word in the book of Genesis, where Hashem says, I love Abraham because he instructs his children, Vishomru derech Hashem that they should protect and keep the way of God. As long as we're journeying knowing that this is Derech Hashem, this is Hashem's will, this is Hashem's road. He has paved this road, metaphorically, with everything that we need, not only to survive, but to thrive and to give him nachas and to lead us closer to our personal promised land, which is freedom from restrictions, our personal Egypt and our collective promised land. Because each one of our deeds is held close by Hashem and Hashem puts it all together. Every deed is cumulative, personal and national and universal, no good deed ever dissipates. They are forever. Our partnership with Hashem helps us. It helps us remember we are partners with Him to put the finishing touches on this beautiful world that He has created. He created it as a beautiful garden, And each and every one of us has the opportunity to bring him the nachas by doing what only the human being can do with choice. We're the only part of creation that can choose 
And that's why it's so pleasing to Hashem. Take a break and be right back. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. The story is told of a Hasid who once came to his Rebbe and told the Rebbe about his needs and so on and so forth. And the Rebbe sent him to visit someone. To visit someone, and that was the answer to his particular question. And he arrived in this place, and he looked through the window and he couldn't believe it. It was such a poor house. He knocked on the door, the Rebbe told him to come in, and and to, to go there, so he went in. And he met the the the, the uh, master of the house, and this person was a teacher, and he was teaching little children, but the poverty was startling: broken chairs, tables, whatever pieced together. And this person told him to come back a bit later. Uh, when the Kindelach had gone home, when he came back later, those very same chairs, tables were all turned into makeshift beds for the family. (coughs) He remarked to this person how meager, how impoverished, how austere everything was. And this wonderful teacher, who later became known as the Magid of Mesrich, asked him very gently, why don't you have your furniture with you? And the visitor was so surprised at my furniture. He said, but I'm only a wayfarer journeying by. So am I, said the Magid. I too am only a a wayfarer passing by. You see, each one of us is journeying. We don't want to take encumbering furniture with us. We don't want to take things that are going to slow us down. We don't want to collect objects that are just going to be something that we have to watch. No matter where we go in life, our journeying is for personal and world benefit. And we have to make sure that we are fully able to address the issues at hand without worrying so much about how do I look, how do they think I live. It's really not about making a big impression except to sanctify God's name. We are journeyers in this world. Journeying to get to the promised land. And each and every one of us is able to add so much. Let's go back to what we said. That we are journeying. And the Pasuk tells us, God 
will instruct his angels to guard you on all your journeys. God sends angels to protect us. Really? We all have angels walking with us? How does that work? In fact, we're told that when we meet another Jew, what is the greeting? The greeting is Shalom Aleichem, peace unto you, but it's in the plural. We don't say Shalom Aleichem, we say Shalom Aleichem. Why the plural? And we're told because that expression is to include the angels that walk with us. All of us. We have angels walking with us. Well, for sure, there's an incredible insight that assures us that we do have angels walking with us. Basically, every kind deed we do, every kind deed creates an angel. And so if we are doing mitzvahs and angels being created and the angel is next to us, when we greet another with love, with enthusiasm, with pleasure, that's Ahavas Yisrael, that's love. An angel is created. So immediately, upon saying Shalom Aleichem, greeting someone, we've created an angel. And therefore, at that very moment, we're not only greeting our friend, but we're greeting the angel that accompanies our friend. And the ability to create angels, the shmarcha b'chol drachecha, that will guard us on all our journeys. And we know that we need protection. Protection from ourselves and protection from the outside. We need protection, not just from, God forbid, a dreaded virus. The list is endless. We're naive. We don't even know how many miracles take place for each of us with every breath that we take. The miracle of our bodies, the miracle of our minds, the miracle of body and soul together, the miracle of growth, the miracle of connection, the miracle of being in God's beautiful world, each one of us with a particular mission that nobody else can do. It is so complex and so wonderful, so personal, and yet so national and international. Each one of us is like a gem. Each one of us is going toward the promised land. But once we get to the land, we're on our way to changing that land, which is a land of idolatry and a land of apathy and arrogance and because the word land, Eretz, means, again, from the same root as Ratzon, a will, a will for ego, a will for self, a will for pleasure. For no other reason except I, not you. And Hashem says, I'm going to send you to a land that you can turn into Eretz Israel, a land where you can become you can become master over all the things that limit you. A land where you are li roish. I have leadership. I have mastery over 
all of my limitations. I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly in a state of connection with Hashem or striving to reconnect with Hashem because the word Yisrael contains those same letters. Lirosh, I have leadership. The word for Eretz shares a root with the word Ratzon, will. A will to be greater, a will to be a master over rather than a slave to. That's the journey. That's the journey we can do right now, day by day, step by step, creating angels, angels through our mitzvahs, angels that protect us. And the biggest mitzvahs are the mitzvahs that are connected to love, love of God, love of our fellow, and expressing it in real ways. <coughs> the Baal Shem Tov taught love through example to the simplest, to the children, teaching them a word from the Holy Kabbalah that they could understand, uplifting, sharing, traveling around, finding the people, bringing love of God, well, revealing the love of God that we all have. We are honored to follow in these ways. We are the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, whom Hashem has promised the land. We are the ones that need to personally journey, but also help all of creation to finally reach the promised land. The world shouldn't be a place of illness, of strife, of greed, of poverty, of pain, of war. God forbid the entire world. Essentially, a creation of God that's constantly being recreated, but we have choice. The entire world is actually a garden of God that unfortunately has been overgrown with weeds, misdeeds, misunderstandings, misdirecting of our tremendous abilities. But we're getting closer. All our collective good deeds are adding up. We're becoming more refined. The world's becoming a more refined place. And we need to actually seize this opportunity where we might think that we're not journeying because we're stuck at home. Well, some of the journeys that the Jews had were just overnight journeys or stops. And from there, they went on to travel again. We need to use this opportunity. Yes, we're uncomfortable, but picture it this way. When in the olden days, we would take an air trip, we would fly in an airplane, you have to make yourself uncomfortable. What do you have to do? You have to see that you find money to buy a ticket. You have to book. You have to pack. You have to leave your home. You have to get to the airport on time. Remember the olden days? You have to stand online. You have to weigh your baggage. You're making yourself very uncomfortable. Why don't you just sit at home? Because I'm going somewhere. And then we have to schlep our hand luggage. We have to wait in the lounge, wait on the at, at the gate, be checked. 
etc., etc., to eventually we're sitting on the plane. And you think, that's such a Michael. Here, it's going to be night, but I'm not going to have a bed. I'm not going to put on my pajamas. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to eat on a little tray, whatever it is. Nothing wonderful, hot, piping straight from the pot. I put myself into great discomfort. Why? Because I have a goal. And this doesn't matter. Suddenly it doesn't matter as long as we have a goal. And ultimately, when we get off the plane, tired, rumpled, exhausted, we still have to go through customs and go through and go through, and then we have to adjust to the jet lag. Why do we do that? Or why did we used to do that? Because we have a destination. And that's what we need to do now. We need to put all the considerations of discomfort aside. We're on a journey. We're going to the promised land. There's a destination. And rather than focus on the discomfort, we focus on the goal with joy, with optimism, with tremendous, tremendous, tremendous hope. And now's the time. Because as we approach the month of Av, let's remember, we have it in our power, Menachem Av, to comfort our Father. Hashem, who didn't destroy us, but he did destroy his holy sanctuaries. The wooden stone went up in flame, raised to the ground. Great heartache, but we were spared. And this is the time when God yearns for his children to come back. When any overture to him brings him tremendous, tremendous joy. And what are the overtures? Yes, in prayer, in mitzvahs, that we take on another mitzvah and we know that it connects us to God because the word mitzvah does mean connection. That we decide that daily we are going to wash our hands in the morning. We're going to show gratitude and say the modan knee with feeling. We're going to realize that any word we say is meaningful to God. Any act we do is meaningful to God, but meaningful meaning that we shift all of creation to come closer as it journeys until ultimately we will all meet at the great destination. This is a time of tremendous potential. Let's be joyous that we are here. Let's be thankful that we have the privilege of partnering with God. And together may we soon rejoice, celebrating eternal world peace with the coming of Mashiach, eternal joy and light for all of creation. Good Shabbos.